0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three of Stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito
1: Gear up, Dolphin fans, because it is about to be a wild off-season. Jake and Josh are piloting this ship as we prepare for a new era of Miami Dolphins football. If you don't already, follow them on Twitter at jmendel94 and at house, Help our community grow by hitting the subscribe button and leaving a review. We thank you all for the support. Now let's talk some football.
0: What's up, Dolphin fans? Welcome into another episode of SB Nation's Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh Show. We hope you enjoyed your weekend, but things are about to get real as we are anticipating the Miami Dolphins will have a new head coach with within the next, let's say, 72 hours or so. As you can imagine, we have lots to talk about, but first, let me welcome in the one, the only, the greatest co-host in the world, my partner, Jake Mendel. How's it going today, Jake? Josh, it's been a little while since we've been here. Uh, I think it's safe to say we were
1: both frozen for a couple days. And it's not that we were just watching the, well, you know what? You might've been watching the movie a couple of times over and over. (laughs) But it's been very, very cold up here, but things are heating up for the Miami Dolphins, Josh. And we're in a tough period because all of a sudden the Dolphins are at the center of attention in terms of a coaching search. Uh, But Josh, they're a team that wants to take its time. It seems like, right? There's been no, you know, solidified front runner. Uh, some people said it was Brian Dable. Some people said it was Vance Joseph. Some people said it was Mike McDaniel. But the key here, Josh, is we have no idea yet. But before we get into all the coaches that are shuffling around the lead, I got to ask you, Josh, how'd you enjoy this, this weekend of football? It was a pretty interesting. I think everybody knew the Super Bowl was going to happen, the Rams and the Bengals. We kind of projected that. So, Josh, how did we
0: get here? Yeah, of course. Everyone knew that. Um, I I honestly can't speak too much on that later game, man, because when I went to bed, I think the Niners were up. I took my daughter to bed. Next thing I know, I woke up and I come down and the Rams are holding up the NFC Championship uh, trophy. So that's about all I saw of that game other than Mike McDaniel, you know, making that quick cameo. But uh, man, that Bengals game to see them go out there. I mean, that defense played lights out. So like you said, man, that was a an awesome weekend of football games, but no one expected this matchup. And I'm just stoked to see Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, some of those other guys truly get an opportunity. But um, good week of football, man. What would you think? The biggest takeaway, being a Dolphins fan,
1: obviously, I got to you know have those aqua, those teal, whatever, whatever you think that color is, uh, those glasses on. And I thought that, man, the Dolphins match up with these teams so well. Would you not love to see Byron Jones, Nick Needham, and Xavier Howard versus like a T. Higgins, uh, Jamar Chase. Tyler Boyd. I'm not saying they'd necessarily win that battle, but man, that, that sounds like if you want to put the best against the best, I mean, I don't know where you could find a better matchup than that. Or if you wanted to go to the other side with the Rams, I mean, Cooper cup OBJ van Jefferson, those guys again, against Miami's secondary, that would be such a fun matchup to see someday. Uh, but it seems like Josh, that the dolphins are kind of that, um, San Francisco East in a way where the big games are happening. It looks good. And then you blank, you go to bring your daughter to bed and all of a
0: sudden, you know, you're what six and 11 and end of the playoffs or whatever it may be. Exactly. And I think, you know, we can sit here and talk about the Bengals and the Rams. But wasn't it wasn't just almost like a year ago when the Dolphins were competing against them. I mean, the 49ers and Dolphins, yep. did they not beat them just a, a few years back? So it's just crazy, you know, how quickly the NFL shifts. I thought when you were going to talk about the Bengals and putting on those glasses, I mean, we all had to talk about Zach Taylor, you know, former Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. coach here with Ryan Tannehill. We know all the history there, part of Joe Philbin's staff. So it's just crazy to see how far he's come. I'll admit, I I'll egg on my face. I think in the preseason, I said, this will be Zach Taylor's last preseason with Cincinnati egg on my face I look like a clown but you weren't alone there no yeah but it's just nice to see you know two different teams and again I don't think we can sit here and say you know I'd rather see the Rams when I'd rather see the Bengals when I can be honest I get just so happy that's going to be hopefully a competitive game and that's just some fresh faces in there so awesome weekend of football man but now that the 49ers are eliminated now there's nothing holding the Dolphins back from getting their head coach if Mike McDaniel truly was you know the apple of their eye Before we look at the
1: apples that still exist, uh, there were some that have a mean bite taken out of them, and that starts with Brian Dable, who signed with the New York Giants, Josh. And before we get into what that means, how Twitter got mad, I want to ask you where does this leave the Dolphins in the chase for Brian DeBolt? Are they still pursuing him? <laughs>
0: okay. I knew you had to say, cause I mean, bef- <laughs> this dude was like the favorite one one. last time. <laughs> yeah. This guy was the favorite. And then like, I just completely butchered his name. And by the time I figured out how to pr- pronounce it properly, Dable, I mean, he's already in New York. So, uh, we know dolphin fans immediately wanted to spin this as he took Daniel Jones over to a low, the way I see it is like you said, at the beginning of this podcast, the dolphins by many accounts are taking it slow, trying to, you know, find the best candidate, and they weren't ready to, I guess, commit to Brian Dable, although there are plenty of reports out there that suggest the offer was on the table. No one truly knows, as we you know, have come to expect this time of the year. There's nothing that
1: scares people more than time, right, because I don't think – anybody was really sold on him being the guy, but the fact he went somewhere else and Miami had nothing to show for it. Like that was their only opportunity. Everyone was throwing a fit. Like Miami's picking last. What's the deal? Not the fact there's what five other teams that don't have coaches. And I think it just kind of goes back to the idea of how fun and interesting this time of year is. Uh, You know, people don't always take it the right way, but Josh, it's so much fun to dissect every little word because about eight hours before the day, uh, eight hours before it became official that Dable was going to be with the Giants. I could not find this tweet to save my life, but I thought someone was tweeting that unless something dramatic happens, is going to be the coach of the Giants. And, you know, you're thinking, oh, wow, he's the favorite, but what is that something? What needs to happen? Does, does the, you know, the stadium have to just get up and fly away? Does a st- team have to like just disappear or Josh, could it be, you know, possibly Dable saying he doesn't want to, you know, go to Miami and work with that defensive staff we're hearing rumors that the dolphins want to keep josh boyer and company in place we're also hearing rumors that the dolphins want to make it work with tua so you wonder oh no is this maybe dable saying you know i'm gonna go join the giants unless you give me these opportunities he was linked to some defensive coordinators even though none of them were the guys he is taking with him to new york if i remember correctly um or josh was it the other way was this dable telling miami that if they don't offer the contract now then he is going to take the job that he actually got a contract for. Could it be that simple that everyone's overlooking the fact that this man was offered a job? He took that job. And, and that's that.
0: Yeah. And he didn't want to sit there and continue to be the Muppet or, you know, wait to see and be forced out of a head coach job this scenario. Exactly. I mean, I don't know that. Anyone truly knows, but I do think it's very interesting, you know, that I think all along maybe the Dolphins were getting played a little bit here, you know, maybe you wanted that New York Giants job. I think as soon as shown, remember what would we call him? Big S. As soon as he got hired there, everyone (laughs) everyone started to connect the dots to Dable there in, in New York. And then I think Pat Leonard of the New York Daily News Um, I think his tweets, what everyone started to run with, you know, he's a real favorite there in Miami wants to reunite, has no problem with the defensive staff in place. How much of that now is, you know, a Testament to what he's doing with the giants. I mean, he's taken over now with Patrick Graham there. I think a defense coordinator, inheriting that staff i mean that couldn't have been a problem here so i do think it's just you know all ties led him to the new york giants job i think we all just got a little bit um you know saw those huge glasses like you said and started to think maybe this dude really wants to come to miami so i don't know how it'll be spun jake at the end of the day everyone's going to pretend that he chose daniel jones over Tua to a of maybe it's as simple as just being told it's that simple <laughs> yeah, or, yeah or, well as yeah, i was gonna say or maybe he's just you know taking a job where he's not being told you have to work with daniel jones you have to fix this and figure it out maybe that's what they were. Saying in Miami, no one truly knows, we'll never know. But uh, Brian Dable's off the board, another coach that's off the board, Jake. That I believe his DraftKings had him as the favorite slam with the Dolphins. I don't think any Dolphins fan ever saw yeah. Josh McDaniels as a possibility, but he came out of retirement, signed with the Raiders. <laughs> out of retirement I say that because he what was it the Colts set <laughs> job that he took and then dipped on I mean uh, I think that this Josh McDaniels hype you know a couple of years ago he was that hot candidate the guy that no one wanted to see leave New England I could care less man I don't know how you feel about it but I just had to make a joke everyone adds that s to the end of Mike McDaniels name uh this was not the Dolphins coach that's off the board guys this was Josh McDaniels the offense coordinator who again over these last few years in my opinion has not been the same candidate that many once expected
1: Yeah. And I guess my biggest takeaway is there's a lot of people in that Patriots organization that are going out West. Um, You know, it's the off season when we're hearing uh, terms like de facto, like we heard that the Patriots de facto DM is going to Las Vegas. So man, the only way I'm looking at this, this off season, what we're a week into it, both the Patriots and the bills. I mean, they're two teams that have gotten a bit weaker. Um, You know, we don't know if that means anything for the dolphins just yet, but you know, man, you, you got to love to see the fact that Josh McDaniels thinks that Derek Carr is better than Mac Jones, right? That That's what this boils down to. That's kind of the key of why he
0: left New England. 100%. And I, I wanted to ask you because no one else seems to know. I don't even think Schefter knows. Did Tom Brady retire? Does anybody know if he's officially retired? Can we get that out of the way? Dude, he is
1: all on the click game. You know, I, the most obvious scenario that looks to be unfolding here is that somebody who's helping produce whatever his, you know, TV shorts on Facebook, whatever he does, he does everything, the podcast, whatever it may be. Somebody who's editing one of those leaked it to Schefter because Brady wanted it to be this big dramatic thing. That is the only thing I can think of. I think he is retiring, uh, but he wanted to do it in his, you know, video or whatever it may be compared to, you know, Schefter getting that tweet and those clicks. He wanted those for himself.
0: Yeah, I think the last time Schefter jumped the gun, didn't he prematurely tweet that Chan Gailey was fired? I remember an ESPN guy crawling to my DM saying, oh, they accidentally posted that early. It came out later that day, you know, that it was <laughs> happening. So uh, I don't know, man, but shefty has been a little shady lately. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. hey man he's about to be a free agent too so he might go full-blown like uh shadow
1: um Vegas helper and be manipulating odds just on his own so that'd be kind of crazy especially when we see the impact that you know a couple tweets a little bit of inside information does to align Josh all of a sudden the dolphins are down to two guys uh you know? Let's say two and a half. And by the end of this podcast, you'll understand why. First and foremost, let's get the boring one out of the way. Josh, I don't want to be able to go back to our podcast after the Dolphins lost to the Jaguars when we were at our weakest, when we were at our saddest. And I said that I would like Kellen Moore to be the coach if the Dolphins go a different way this offseason. Please don't let that be ingrained in our culture of this podcast for the rest of time,
0: because I don't want that to happen. See, okay, so maybe it's because you said it, but I'm the <laughs> complete opposite. Like, I was going to message you over the weekend, and I'm like, dude, I really don't like Kellen Moore, but, like, think about it. You mentioned – like, that was the name you mentioned when they were on a <laughs> seven-game losing streak. If they were to come out of this with the 33-year-old Kellen Moore as that guy, I mean, dude, you would have had it first. I mean, you would be the new Adam Shepard. That's true. I guess. Uh, but we can't overlook Kellen Moore's offense. I do have written down some positive notes, his – Cowboys offense finished first in points with 530 this past season and first in yards with 6,919. Uh, take with those numbers, whatever you will. Jerry Jones has come out and said he expects Kellen Moore back. But, um, you know, I think Jane Slater also had a report out there. A lot of that came before, you know, Brian Dable, that domino fell. So the way I see this is maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, Mike McDaniel appears to be that favorite. Again, we're going to talk about that dark horse candidate later. But, you know, if Brian Dable's off the table, you can't just sit here and say it's a Mike McDaniel one pony race. I mean, you might then look at Kellen Moore as that fallback option. But I guess my biggest concern here, Jake, is that maybe the Dolphins end up settling and, you know, maybe it's just a Dolphin fan, I mean, but they end up settling for whichever coach is willing to take over that defensive staff is willing to, you know, keep so much in place. And, uh, you know, that to me would be the wrong way to go about this thing. But as of now, it looks like it's Kellen Moore looks like it's Mike McDaniel. Sorry if you hear the kids in the background, but we're all excited for this podcast.
2: Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com.
1: and Josh, I think it's important to keep in mind that we need to focus on the process, not necessarily the results, because picking first, p- picking last, I'm not necessarily sure that matters. Um, I know the Dolphins have been first uh, to you know free agents, coaches, whatever it may be in the past. Uh, but look at what happened with the Colts when Josh McDaniel left, who went and became their head coach and how successful have they been? Uh, so I think the fact the Dolphins are kind of doing their process, I'm pretty open to it. I don't think the first guy is always the best guy um maybe they're just still talking to kellen Moore, still talking to mike mcdaniel still talking to hence breaking news jim harbaugh just to kind of get perspective about what's happening with this team uh or how they can kind of see different visions for the team and learn more themselves just from this interview process i think that might be just as important as figuring out who that right guy is and i think you can't just go out there and then that first week know you have the right guy
0: yeah, I'm with you. And I mean, I think it still goes back to, you know, a lot of this stuff was done over Zoom. I mean, that's kind of where I still go back to the Charlie drawing board, you know. Oh, so if they met with Kelly Moore and Percy, you know, maybe they do feel this way about him. But since they met with, um, you know, Mike McDaniel over Zoom, <laughs> they still need to get that second interview. So I don't know. Again, I truly don't know that anyone does. But as of now, you know, it does sound like Mike McDaniel, the 38 year old from Yale. Uh, the, the Yale College graduate, we're going to hear about that, you know, his entire career, part of that Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. And I don't know if that's what's kind of, you know, a little bit of a breath of fresh air. You know, yes, we've been down this road before. I've heard had a lot of people say, you know, how is this any different than Joe Philbin, Adam Gase? I can't sit here and tell you it's any different. You know, throughout the year, Jake, how many times did you sit here and tell me to take a step back when I was ready to crown Brian Flores is this great thing, you know, and you just kept saying, you know, we thought the same way about this coach. We thought the same way about this coach. So I can't sit here and say, you know, a guy that has never called plays isn't going to be another. Job Joe Philbin because we've already been through that once, but it just seems different with me coming from that Kyle Shanahan coaching tree, a guy that's been next to Sean McVay, you know, Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan throughout his entire career. I mean, that is a guy that you would hope could come in here and turn this team around. And I mean, whether it's the outside zone running schemes that they use a lot of that play action stuff, you know, all the things we've seen, Kyle Shanahan's offense do throughout the NFL has had success. I would be a little bit excited to see him come here. But again, the only type of thing that's keeping me from truly just going all in on Mike McDaniel as we were what, I mean, January 21st, I think we did a pod Jake where you and I were like, Mike McDaniel is mm-hmm. our guy. But the only thing keeping me back is that little bit of hope that, you know, Stephen Ross could blow this whole damn thing up and go after that dark horse. And that's the key here, Josh. Jim Harbaugh
1: is a potential dark horse. Uh, I think he just interviewed for the Vikings job uh out in minnesota so josh we have to wonder man if jim harbaugh decides i'm going to leave michigan stephen ross is going to want to keep him in his corner as as long as possible which would mean he would be the next coach the miami dolphins and it's just kind of wild that the timing of this this happening this year when the dolphins let go of flores and most kind of had the idea of when the dolphins fired their coach despite having a relatively successful season after starting one and seven uh, everyone thought that it was because of Harbaugh, right? Everyone kind of knew that the only reason the Dolphins are doing this is if they have a plan. Obviously, we're seeing that really isn't the case. Maybe the plan is to kind of find the right guy. But man, Harbaugh's right there on the table. And you, of all people, are very jazzed up about this
0: yeah and again it goes back to my illness back in 2011 i once read in twitter twitter <laughs> handle i mean we're all seeing it nowadays everyone has sauces and sources and everyone's planting their flag here incarcerated bob was a similar account and i don't know if i was just gullible or what but he reported the dolphins landed jim harbaugh i was over the moon excited that obviously never happened but jake i mean you're right if he's going to make that jump it would be an utter failure to watch him leave his alma mater michigan to go to any other team other than the miami dolphins his buyout is reportedly 1.5 million dollars i do think college athletes um you know they make their commitments on Wednesday I think that might be the time period so a lot of people think this could happen before then but I think what makes me most excited you know besides from the success he's had you know the 119 and 51 college career the 49 22 and 1 record with the three NFC championship games in five years besides all that it would be that staff he's bringing in Jake you know you hear the rumored offense coordinator could be Pep Hamilton he worked with Justin Herbert Davis Mills this year and defense coordinator Vic Fangio I mean uh, this staff has kind of been what I guess this offensive staff's been well, at least we as fans think is holding this thing back. And I, I just don't think that you could pass up an opportunity on Jim Harbaugh for Chris Greer or, you know, just to keep a defensive staff in place. I don't think you can do that, especially if you're Stephen Ross watching him leave from Michigan.
1: As someone who's had so much success in their life, how would Stephen Ross deal with that? how would Steven Ross kind of go to any sort of owner's meeting? If he he's probably spent so much money at Michigan band, so, so much money and, and to go to those owner meetings and you see Jim Harbaugh there in purple. I, I, you know, I'm not completely sold on the Jim Harbaugh. I'm kind of starting to feel that like Daniel McLovin uh, I'm here for it, especially when you have those bumpers of that defensive staff, kind of giving you that little bit of leeway to learn how to walk before you're running. Uh, but Steven Ross might just see red in his eyes, man. It might just get to that point because I start to be a little concerned, too, by the fact that they didn't hire him in 2011. Like, isn't Ross supposed to be like the trump card of connections in this situation? And it just hasn't been that case
0: yet. What's to make us believe that now is going to be any different? Yeah, good point. I mean, I I I understand a lot of the hesitation. I mean, I how long throughout our you know fan fandom of being Dolphins fan, have you know you heard about that Czar coming in and giving them full control, and you know your mind just starts to race. You know, this is a terrible idea. But I I guess what I would say is, you know, we've gone down this path of bringing in a coordinator. You know, Mm -hmm. patching things. I mean, to me, again, I go back to our podcast. I would have. I would have thrown Chris Greer overboard. That would have been the first move I made. So maybe that's why I'm a little bit more okay with bringing in Harbaugh. But I don't know, man. Again, like you said, if he goes an owner meeting and you see Jim Harbaugh having success in Minnesota because, again, you sat on your ass and didn't make that call, I mean, that would be the ultimate gut punch. But then at the same time, you pass on Mike McDaniel, you know, the next Sean McVay, you're also going to feel that way. So I'm not envious of this decision. I just hope that this is a true, you know, process. And, you know, they're not going to jump at Mike McDaniel today. They'll feel things out. But however this ends, man, we know the Dolphins are going to make the wrong decision. One other name I need to throw out, because before we came on here, Jake, Ian Rappaport said the Saints met with Doug Peterson. I mean, that was a name that we talked about on a previous podcast. What are your thoughts on that? Because, I mean, that's another name that maybe the Dolphins met behind the scenes. But the beginning of this search, man, I thought they'd bring in a veteran guy. And I thought Doug Peterson, Jim Harbaugh, those were the names to watch. But I was wrong. It's.
1: Such a weird time for coaches, isn't it, Josh? Because you have guys like Sean Payton moving on in the middle, or you know, weeks after you know most most of the teams know that hey, we're going to look for a new coach. And Peterson man was a very interesting option, and people are planting their flags. And I'm going to say this right now: that breaking news, I'm going to be able to talk myself into any one of these guys. If you're telling me that Harbaugh is going to come in and bring Pep Hamilton and bring Vic Vangio, that sounds like a blast to me. That sounds like a f- not, it, it's like, I don't know what you would call it. Cause it's certainly not a fresh start, but it's, it's an interesting way for the dolphins to build up, especially when you look at how talented the roster is, but man, I just keep going back. And I wonder, is there any possibility that Ross has made this call? You know, he made this call so many times and hardball just cannot get away from him it's like maybe ross is that creepy ex-girlfriend or whatever it may be that just won't leave you alone this might be his opportunity out and i i don't know i have have no sources on anything but man i would love to see what ross would do if harbaugh goes to the vikings i would love to see the domino after effect of that uh just by how you know everyone's kind of one-sided on him as well as an owner and and all the horrible moves uh debatably horrible moves he's made how that domino could kind of impact what
0: he does as an owner it almost be like when you're watching the cartoons and their like head fills up like a red balloon and just pops. Like, yep. That's what I picture. Um, Steven Ross, I guess one thing I do want to say, and this was something I was kind of torn on was like, if they hire a Mike McDaniel, who's to say, you know, next year, he doesn't say Chris Greer's that issue. I'm going to fire him and we're all right back in this situation. But I mm-hmm. guess the one thing I would say that might give fans a little bit of hope is that, you know, Reggie McKenzie sitting there in the front office, Marvin Allen, those are two guys that if they are going to promote from within, I mean, those both, they both have general manager experience. They both could just, you know, seamlessly move right into that spot. So. So at first I was thinking, you know, why waste your one shot at Mike McDaniel? If you might just be right back in this situation again next year after firing Chris Greer. But um, that gave me a little bit of, you know, I guess, hope. And that's, that's the thing too. You know, all we need is a little bit of hope to talk us
1: into quite a bit, whether you know, you're know you one and seven and you're facing the Jags or you're uh, in the middle of the off season, looking who is going to be that next head coach to lead the Miami Dolphins guys. It's been a little while since we joined and reunited for a podcast. So thank you for sticking with us. Odds are, man, knowing how we operate we're posting this pod monday afternoon that means sometime monday late afternoon the dolphins are going to name their head coaches and that that, that's about right right
0: yeah and it'll be like you know like that vance joseph or someone that we were dreading this whole time (laughs) and um, we don't have a photoshop red or anything like that that was probably my biggest um you know besides not being able to say brian day Bowl's name you know having to throw that stand at south park photoshop i made into into the trash that was probably the biggest dagger to my heart
1: (laughs) at outs h-a-u-t-z if you want to see all those photoshops if you want to keep up with josh i highly suggest it i can be found at j 94 thank you guys for joining us on finsider radio on the jake and josh show we will talk to you as soon as the dolphins have a head coach till then stay warm and most importantly fins up,
2: fins up. that was finsider radio part of the finsider.com and the sb nation network miami has the dolphins the greatest football team